Before starting this or any other teaching, we must all first agree that the entire book of the Holy Bible was all written by Holy Spirit-inspired authors. The whole book, everything from Genesis to Revelation, was written by the Holy Spirit. To pick and to choose how much of the Bible you want to believe as authority, accept what you agree with and omit what you disagree with, is where we get the word heretic, which means to choose in Greek. A heretical point of view can always change over time, so it's not the absolute standard of truth. Okay, today we're going to talk about the soul. As I would study the Bible and listen to different preachers, I would always hear them say that the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotion. And I always wondered, where does it say that in the Bible? So you have to do a little research, and when you do a real little research, you find out that whenever the Bible speaks of the soul, it always mentions it's a part of the mind, the will, or the emotion. So for example, we're going to go to different Bible scriptures that mention the soul as being part of the mind. In Proverbs 2.10, it speaks of knowledge and the soul. In Proverbs 24.14, it speaks of wisdom being for the soul. In Psalm 13.2, it says how the soul longs to take counsel, and then counsel is within the, the intellect. Lamentations 3.20 speaks of memory and the soul. And then next we're going to go to the will. Job 7.15 says, my soul would choose. Job 6.7 says, my soul refuses, involving choice. First Chronicles 22.19, set your heart and soul to seek the Lord your God involving the will. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 4.29, the soul, you know, seek with the soul. Psalm 62.1, my soul waits. Psalm 103.1-2 through 2 are both inclusive of the mind and the soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget me not. Then next we're going to go to Bible verses that involve emotion. The Song of Solomon, uh, chapter 1-7, uses the word love. The love being the emotion of love. Later, we're going to get into how love is not just an emotion, it's an action. Psalm 107.18 uses the word loathe and abhor. 86.4 of the psalm says that the soul is glad. Ezekiel 36.5 speaks of a scornful soul. While the Orthodox Jewish Bible uses the word sheat nefesh, the scorn of the soul. Isaiah 61.10, the soul exults and is joyful. Psalm 42.11, the soul is downcast and in turmoil. And of course, in Matthew 26.38, Jesus says, his soul grieves. So then we're going to go into what the three parts of the soul, the mind, the will, the emotion. If you think of it like a triangle, imagine at the two bottom parts of the triangle, you have the mind and the emotion and put up the top part of the triangle, the will. 
the mind, will, and emotion can be broken down into three three different categories. The mind being what I think, the emotion being what I feel, and the will being what I want or I need. So it consists of what I think, what I feel, and what I need or what I want. So this is why the Bible often says, like in the Lord's Prayer, your will be done. And we're speaking to God, not my will, but your will. Let your will be done regardless of what I think, what I feel, or what I want, and sometimes what I even need. So we're going to talk about how the will being the action of it. You know, the will is what I do. I will what I want, so I will, so I do. What I don't want, I will not, so I do not. So the will often involves what I do or what I do not. I will, so I do. I will not, so I do not. Now, the most powerful force in the world is the will. And then now people are going to say, no, well, it says in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, that love is the most powerful force. But then again, love is an expression of the will. A lot of people misunderstand the word love as being the emotional part. I feel good feelings about you, so I love you. Or the bottom of the triangle thought. Oh, I think good thoughts about you, so I love you. No, it's what I do and what I do not, regardless of what I think about you or what I feel about you. It's kind of like how Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will obey me. He doesn't say, if you love me, you will feel good about obeying me. If you love me, you will think about obeying me. He says, you will, so you do. I will. It's regardless if you want. You, you know, sometimes I want to do. You know, that's why even Paul talks about, I do what I don't want to do. But then we'll get to that later. That's him involving the sin nature. So it also goes like in James, he says, faith without works is dead. So he says, you can believe that's the part of the mind. He says, even the demons believe, but it's what you do. You do because you believe with your mind. So you put into action. I will. So I do. Or you know, to disprove your faith, you, you could say, I think, but I do not because I will not. So like he says, the greatest is love, but love involving the action. And we see the uh, results of the will all the time. It's like, I need to get in shape. So I will get up and exercise. So I do get up and exercise. Or you can say I want or need to get in shape, but I will not get up and exercise, so I do not get up and exercise. And then we see the results. You know, either you have a fashioned body that's in shape or you're sitting there kind of flabby. So it's the same thing. I should clean my room. I should clean up this mess. So I will get up and clean this mess or I do not. You know, so I will get up and clean, so I do get up and clean. 
uh, I need to get up and clean, but I will not, so I do not. And then, of course, the result is either the room is a mess or the room is immaculate. These are all results of the human will being put into action. The world is shaped all around us by the human will. Pe what people want, what they, you know, is a result of what they think and what they feel. So what they do is based on the will. That's why the most powerful force is the free will. God gave us this free will to do and do not. Now, of course, the whole issue is, are we gonna do what the Bible says? Are we gonna put that into action, regardless of what we think, what we feel, what we want, or what we need? Which is why, like even Jesus says, it's not what you, well, not what I want, but your will be done. Because that was the, uh, the human part taking over, you know, because I'm sure he's like, this is gonna hurt. This isn't cool. But he showed us as humans how to overcome self. What we want, what we think, and what we feel. And say, no, but your will be done. And so that's why he's exalted to the name above all names. So that's something we have to focus on as we read the Bible. Notice and pay attention to the words will, do, do not. It's like in, uh, you know, Romans chapter 7, as Paul was discussing about... You know, I do what I do not want to do. Yeah, like it, it starts in what, chapter uh, 7, 15. For what I am doing, I do not understand, for I'm not practicing what I would like to do. But I am doing the very thing I hate. And if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I agree with the law. See, this is him talking about the sin nature that even his own soul, his will, was not, his flesh was not doing what his own will, his own soul wanted to do. And then this speaks of later how Jesus talks about we must crucify it. And even Paul discusses this. But I digress, that's another episode, another topic. The human will, you know, what we want, what we think, what we feel, is usually why people get into things like the occult or witchcraft. You know, they'll read horoscopes, they'll do palm reading, go to fortune tellers, because they want to be in control. They want to be in control of what they want, what they think, what they feel, what they need. They want to either control people, places, and things. But what does the Bible teach us to do? It teaches us to trust in the Lord and lead not on our own understanding, to walk by faith, not by sight. So it's usually, okay, we want to be in control of people, places, and things. So they'll usually go to like what, horoscopes, fortune tellers, stuff like that, because they want to have sight. They want to have vision of the future. And that's the opposite of faith. You know, Jesus, God wants us to trust in him that he's in control. The whole point about faith is not knowing what's going to happen, but trusting in God that he's got you, you know, everything's going to be okay. So this is the opposite. You, usually when people get into the occult witchcraft, 
like I was uh, making comments on this one witch on TikTok about how, because I noticed her post was always talk about your spells and what you want. So make sure to be clear about what you want and see people that are, you know, who are not Christians involved in the world, they don't understand that the human will, what we want, is usually corrupted by Satan. Satan loves to get his, when we do our own will as human beings, Satan loves to influence us and twist his will in there. That's why the Bible is very clear. Do not do what we want, because what we want as people, as humans, is always going to be corrupted by Satan. That's why it's get self out the way and find out what God's will is. Do God's will regardless of what we want, what we need, what we think, what we feel. Like a lot of times, uh, I'll want to punch one of my Christian brothers in the face, but I do not. So it's because God says, you know, don't hit people. It's not good. Whether I think bad thoughts, I feel they make me upset. So I want to punch them in the face, but I do not because God says, do not. The Bible says, you know, don't be hitting people. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. You know, that's the golden rule, the law and the prophets. And often when we pray, that's why Jesus says, anything you ask in my name, A lot of times we think just because we say in Jesus name we will get what we want but we must think like it says in Philippians 4 7 and 8 it uses words like true honorable just pure lovely commendable excellence worthy of praise is what you're praying for any of these things Paul talks about let your mind dwell on these things but we think just because we say what we want in self and we just say in Jesus name that's going to get done is what we're praying for worthy of Jesus's name because when we use words to describe Jesus we would use words like mentioned in 4 Philippians 4 8 and how would you describe Jesus you know we would say he's worthy he's good he's great he's righteous so any awesome name that you, any word, awesome word that you would compare with Jesus's name is what we're praying for. Is it worthy to be asked in Jesus name? So these are just a few things about, you know, self, the human will, the soul. There's a lot that the Holy Spirit wants to talk to us about, and hopefully you'll join us for the next episode. There's many more episodes hopefully coming up. I hope that you join me.